I'm Rob Goodwin, a writer, director, and podcaster, and this is Deep South Humor and Heart. Well, it's a beautiful southern summer night here in Alabama, and I decided I would jump on and do an episode with you all. Thanks for tuning in in Facebook land or podcast land, uh, whatever has stimulated your interest in Deep South Humor and Heart tonight. Well, earlier today, I had a little coffee break. Well, let me stop right there. Call it a coffee break, but it was really a tea break for me. But a friend of mine and I met at the Redbird Cafe on the square here in my little hometown. And instead of coffee, I always have their peach green tea with a couple of sweet and lows. So I just had to preface my statement by saying I'm not a coffee drinker, but I am a green tea drinker. Oh, and I have it over ice as well, so it's nice and refreshing. But anyway, we met and we started talking about different aspects of the human condition. And one of the things that came out of that conversation is is jealousy and how destructive it can be to our own uh, self-confidence when we start looking at other people and thinking, oh, I want to be just like them, or I want to have what they have, or why can't that happen to me? And it's natural. Uh, I mean, we all know about the commandment, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, but it doesn't really say anything about being jealous of one another. And I'm sure it's one of those things we're supposed to read between the lines and make it uh, apply to all aspects of our, our life and all aspects of jealousy. But I'll just be honest, I can't seem to do that all the time. Can you? Um, I think it's a natural part of the human condition to look at other people and think, well, you know, that should have happened to me or um, I would like to I'd like to be able to do that. Um, Have you ever met someone that you think they have it all? I have, but the truth is all those people you're jealous of are jealous of someone else as well. And for every person you're jealous of, a handful of people are jealous of you, most likely. Definitely something to ponder and consider as we daily strive to better ourselves and our own talents and accomplishments. However, I do think it's okay when we model ourselves after others that we consider to be more of a mentor. For me, in my younger days, it was a lady named Cindy Tooley. I was a young 28-year-old marketing rep for a company called Jack's, which is a regional restaurant chain in the South. And four years into that job, I was recruited by a headhunter for Sonic, which is a national brand, as a film marketing rep. And Cindy Tooley just happened to be my new boss. And in this particular role, I had the opportunity to travel the country, uh, meeting with Sonic franchisees, representing the Sonic brand, and implementing its marketing objectives. One of the roles and one of the responsibilities uh, was pitching campaigns at franchise co-op meetings. And I traveled with Cindy quite often. And she was 
had one of, she was one of the most articulate people that I've ever met. And I would say an excellent manager who allowed me to make decisions and learn from my mistakes, just a total rock star and a class act. And I wasn't jealous of her. I just wanted to emulate her approach to her career. And I did every chance that I got. We flew all over the country together, and I'll never forget those few years and that impact that it had on my life. But let me stop and just tell you about my first experience when I went to work for Sonic. Well, you know, first of all, as I've said a few times on the show, I'm from the holler. So, you know, very country and grew up with very country people, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The absolute hardest working people in the world with the greatest values. But I was not a travel, well-traveled young man. Uh, we did not travel, you know, anywhere we couldn't get in the car and drive to. So being on an airplane two or three times a week was something brand new for me. And the first meeting um, that I was to attend was in Panama City. But we flew there uh, for a co-op meeting, a franchise co-op meeting. And I remember we were in this grand hotel uh, meeting with all the regional franchisees in South Alabama and uh, Northwest Florida, Mississippi. They were all there in Panama City for this conference. And we worked in this big banquet room and I'd just gotten been assigned my new laptop from Sonic. Well, it became uh, dinner time. And so we all went to the the restaurant inside the hotel and had a nice long, probably an hour and a half dinner. Well, when we got back to the banquet room, my laptop was missing. It was gone. It was the only one that was missing out of the whole room. Well, it just set us all off into a frenzy. Of course, I mean, I was just embarrassed and devastated as a new employee that I'd lost my laptop um, on the first day there. Well, the hotel security, they watched all the cameras and come to find out it was one of our people, one of the Sonic people who had swiped to the laptop. It was actually the guy that I was replacing in the job. He had decided to move on to a different company. And so he was working out his notice and traveling with the brand one, one last time. And I had received some accolades for the presentation that I was doing at the conference. And apparently he just didn't like my personality or, you know, something that I said, something that I did. And so he took my laptop and threw it in the dumpster out behind the hotel. And we didn't find it. It was found later. But it was just the most sad and devastating thing that I had happened in my career because here I was on top of the world starting with this new company and getting to travel and just do things that I'd never done before. And then this happens to me on the first day. Well, needless to say, he that was the last day for him. They just told him not to travel with us anymore, that he could go go on and do his own thing and go to his new company. But I could not believe he stole my laptop and threw it away just to get even with me for something and maybe a little bit of jealousy. But I digress. 
back to Cindy and the travel. So we we got to travel together a lot, and I was able to see the way that Cindy presented campaigns to franchisees and really learn her speaking techniques and presentation skills, and it really just made a huge impact um, on my life. And oh my gosh, do I have some wonderful stories of that time. I mean, again, imagine me, you know, from the holler kind of jet setting across the U.S. Um, it was just a total blast. We we rented cars in every city and then would travel all over each state visiting the Sonic stores uh, before changing planes every three to four days. The company picked up the tab not only for our travel and rental cars, but also for our food. We got a $30 a day per diem. And in the late 90s and early 2000s, early 2000s you could eat high on the hog with that per diem. And an older guy, Henry, that I traveled with, he taught me, okay, number one, eat breakfast in the hotel where it's free and then stop at a, at a Sonic for lunch and we would eat, we would be able to eat free there, eat a burger or whatever for free. And then that way you had $30 to go out at night and have a great seafood meal or a steak and enjoy yourself. So I learned how to manipulate the per diem as well. Um, it was a good, it was a good plan, but Henry was kind of, um, he was not great to travel with other than his tips on food. He was, um, he was kind of a stickler for his own way of doing things, and he was a backseat driver um, if you were ever driving the car. Um, so um, anyway, I, I had to uh, endure some of his um, characteristics, but it was, uh, it was still great to be able to travel and do those things. Now, the folks back home didn't really care for my lifestyle. Um, they were totally against me, me being on an airplane and every flight just caused a frenzy of nerves in both my mother and my grandmother. And so what I had to do when I would arrive at the airport and get to my gate where I was to board, I had to call my mother and my grandmother and let them know that I was there and that everything was okay, and I was about to board the plane. And each time they would say goodbye to me, they loved me, they were praying for me, and there were tears involved each time. And then I had to call them as soon as the plane hit the tarmac, like literally as soon as the the captain turned on the uh, sign that we could stand up or, you know, and I could flip out and get out my little phone, uh, my little cell phone, and call them and let them know I had landed, then they were okay. And, you know, then it was just be careful driving and um, watch out for strangers and that kind of thing. But they were okay once I landed. Uh, it just didn't feel good for them to be in Alabama and me to be in Oklahoma or Virginia or wherever I happened to be on that particular trip. Um, and I, I look back now on those days, and it's really just some of the best memories that I've ever had getting to probably leave on a Sunday night and not get back until home till a Friday night. Um, 
was just in just jet setting the whole week. It was it was fantastic flying into a city, renting a convertible and driving around from Sonic to Sonic and getting to present these incredible camp marketing campaigns and learn about advertising and all of those things. It just really uh, bolstered my career. And I went on to use that for many, many years um, it, as my career progressed. Um, and then I'll, I would try to I'd make it home for the weekends and church was a really important thing to my grandmother, um, especially at the church we attended because we took communion um, every Sunday. And I can remember specifically, my grandmother felt like communion was one of the most important parts of the service, and you really should never miss communion. So you needed to be there on Sundays. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced communion in your own church, but for us, um, we used uh, unleavened bread and grape juice in the little small cups would be passed around to you. And this is the Deep South heart segment of my podcast, but it's a little story about my grandmother. So when the cup and the bread would be passed around, um, she would reach in her purse every time and pull out a Kleenex and drape it across her knee. And I watched her do this from a young boy all the way up until the moment that she died. It never failed on Sunday that she would do that. And the unleavened bread would come down the aisle and she would take that. And then the grape juice would come and she would take that. And then she would take the Kleenex and dry her eyes every single time after communion. And one day I asked her, Granny, why, why do you have to use a Kleenex every time communion comes around and you're wiping your eyes with it? And she said, because I'm weeping when I think about what Jesus did for us. And so I thought about that all week long when I would be traveling. And um, and I, I always wanted to get home for that purpose, to be able to sit next to her in church and take communion with her. And that was one of the main reasons why I left that job was because she was in her 90s and her health was beginning to fail. And so I wanted to be able to spend that time with her. And so I don't regret, um, I do not regret at all giving up the job and and coming back home to work so that I could spend the last few years of her life with her. So the human condition um, is definitely about um, love and, and about many things. But as we look forward to um, our own talents and our own prosperity, it's okay to have a little jealousy and have a little um, aspiration to be like other people that are around us. Um, as long as we don't let that make us, if that doesn't tap into our self-confidence and make us feel less than ourselves. So I would say, you know, Definitely be the best that you can be, but also um, it's okay to aspire to be like others, just like I was by Cindy Tooley and other leaders in my career. And remember, again, you know what I said for every person that you're thinking has it all and that you want to be like, there's a handful of people that are thinking the same about you. Thanks for joining in on Deep South Humor and Heart, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.